BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Sixers Sixth Podcast. I'm your host, Lucas, and we have Jonathan, of course, my co-host. And Jonathan, I'll be honest, we don't have a very large agenda in terms of topics, but the topics that we are going to talk about are pretty deep. But before we get into that, I do want to mention fantasy basketball. I know I'm going to lose this week, but overall, I've been pretty dominant as of late. I mean, that that's fair. I, I haven't been. I know I'm not being dominant. That's all I know. That's all you know. Yeah. Uh, Good job. I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of I you. I mean, look, I'm four and two. I'm losing to a guy that's five and one, so I don't even feel that bad about it. Um pretty sure I missed one night where I was supposed to set my roster, but I didn't. Um but look, I mean, it, it's I, I think the, the viewers need to know because of all the smack talk over the years. Jonathan, you are three and three. All right. And well, you're not gonna I, like I, who's who's also five and one besides uh, the guy that I'm playing. Yeah, I, I will say, I'm going to say this on mm-hmm. the podcast six weeks in, I regret spiting Chris in the draft. Yeah. Yeah. That's not really didn't working work, out for you, work. but you are like the only middle of the road team in this, in this, in this uh, fantasy basketball. So you got that. Your eye is one and five. Chris is one, five and one. I'm four and two about to be four and three, but yeah. Kyle's one and five. Uh, I think it's Matt. Matt's Matt Greger, right? Greger. Right? Yeah, he's good. Mike, yeah. I think, right? Yeah, yeah, Mike. I, I forget his. Anyway, and then uh, Justin. Justin is struggling too. I gotta get on your eye about not doing well in fantasy basketball. Matt Cahill, of course, is doing well. He's he's also four Always and two. Good. Yeah, yeah. But we can't let Chris win. Can't. Can't let it happen. That's no all that matters. I do want to say that I gave Chris his only loss, so I do have that to to my name. Got that being uh, yeah, 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 I got a good tiebreaker, even though we're in separate divisions. That being said, we got to get to NBA, and this is the last time we're going to bring this up first before our games. This is the in-season tournament. We uh, Last time we discussed, it was a pretty simple, the Lakers had to beat the, who do they have to beat to get to the finals? They had to beat the Suns, and then they had to beat the Pelicans. Yeah, they beat the Pelicans. They they, sma- they they spanked them pretty much. 
And, I don't know uh, if you remember. I said the Lakers would win the championship. Yeah, yeah, you did, you did, you did, you did. I thought, I thought maybe Indiana would be spicy, and they were spicy enough to beat the Milwaukee Bucks, but they were not spicy enough to beat the the Lakers. Lakers won, and uh, you know who was named MVP of the in season tournament? It was none other than LeBron James, despite Anthony Davis going off for forty points. So. Let me ask you this. Did LeBron James deserve winning that MVP for the in-season tournament? Yes, and I think it's because you and I were clarifying before, and Doc Rivers even asked on air, is this a game MVP or tournament MVP? And tournament, LeBron was definitely the best player throughout the tournament. Maybe Tyrese Alberton, but obviously you give it to the winner. Quick side note, right when we were talking about this, if you Google Lakers versus Pacers to like try and find the game, fireworks go off in google which is kind of kind of crazy but that kind of tells you how people wanted this to be as if it was like a real championship you know what i'm saying like oh yeah and it felt like lebron played it lebron played it that way you know what was so interesting like we or how you knew like i felt like lebron was going to play like this forever like the whole tournament but if you weren't sure about it check the semifinals lebron took two charges against zion williamson coming down the lane that tells you you Straight not, up, he <laughs> could not pay me to do that. My man Pretty is sure my thirty-nine. Would leave my flesh if that happened. My man is thirty-nine in his twenty-first season, taking drills too from from Zion in a December game. That tells you how bad he wanted this. Look, he really wanted it, and kudos to LeBron that he deserved it. He. Uh, you know, he, he might not have dominated this game, but I mean, he was still pretty impactful. Austin Reeves, by the way, shout out to Austin Reeves. So let me let, let's change the conversation. I didn't have this in the agenda, and that's partially my fault. But I'm gonna we're gonna talk a little bit more. First off, how did you like the the cup? Was a lot bigger than I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> to be honest, it's pretty huge. It feels yeah. it looks bigger than the NBA tro- the the championship trophy, right? I, I, you know, I didn't think comparatively, you might be right, but yeah, it was, it was bigger. The MVP trophy, on the other hand, not too big though. No, LeBron no, was no. cradling that. Yeah, no. Uh, and then the other thing, I like how each player got a gold medal, kind of like a world cup type thing. So yeah, I like that. That was cool. Every player got a gold medal. The kids yeah. uh, from the boys and girls club gave it to them. That, that was pretty cool. Um, so now that we've had a full in season cup tournament, I, what's your grade for the whole entire thing? How did the NBA do in their inaugural season? All right. This might be just like recency bias because that game was hype. But, dude, I got to give it an A. Going into the season, I was skeptical. I think everyone was skeptical. I think even during the November games, people were like, oh, is this an in-season tournament game? Like this, this. Once they got to Vegas, the semifinals, like, yeah, there was some like – there was one of them was a blowout. But once they got into the playoffs of this in-season tournament, man, these guys were playing intense. You heard – Jason Tatum and Giannis were like pissed when they lost. Like they, this was yeah. like an intense tournament. I'm shocked. I mean, you won't, everyone says the NBA usually starts on Christmas day, like the unofficial start. Like when people start paying attention, man, yeah. Adam Silver got viewers in early December for NBA. That's shocking. I was surprised. What about you? Look, I think it was a good, it's it, they did well. I, I'm going to give it a B plus just because I think there are things that we can do better. Not saying that it was bad. Okay. It was absolutely great. I, I Everything that you said, I agree with. I think the few things that I would want to tweak moving forward, because the players are bought in, the, the, the fans are bought in, but just to make it more clean is until we get 32 teams, 
I think you should expand group play instead of four games, make it eight games, make it less likely for a, a, um, make it less likely for that. Right. And then the other thing is, is that I think on new year, new year's day, I think that should be the championship cup. I think yeah, they want be. people to pay attention before Christmas. I get your point, though. That would be yeah. I mean, look, also, you still have group play. You can have group play in before you know before then too. You can start still start group play if you start group play at the same time and then just add four more games. That gets you until the end of December. So look, doesn't I'm college for, football it, doesn't college football dominate New Year's Day? Oh yeah, that's right. Maybe not. Well, the my my I guess my other thing is 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 this the right time that you time frame that you should have it cuz teams are still trying to figure themselves out. I think and I know you don't really need the viewership at this point, but it wouldn't it be cooler to have the in-season tournament between Christmas Day and the All-Star game cuz that's when the quote-unquote lull of the NBA season happens. That's when the players don't care. That's when the fans are kind of tuning out like there it's not as important now granted it's the only thing to watch because you know besides uh football on sunday but i i honestly think that maybe you know and after christmas like the christmas can be the kickoff of it or right after christmas is the kickoff uh, of the in-season tournament play and then you play until the all-star game and maybe you have the championship game as a part of all-star weekend yeah okay i when i when you were like Teeing that up, I was wondering if you were going to say All-Star. That would be the only other one I could see. Like, I liked it being early. I think, like, obviously, again, trying to get viewers early. But I could see if you had a championship around All-Star weekend, that could be sick. Um, I think that would be. So, yeah, I'm open. I think there could definitely be some changes. But for for what it was, surprising. Oh, no, it was just fantastic. I give it a B plus. But like I said, I think there's things. And I also don't like the, the, the points thing as the tiebreaker point differential is the tiebreaker that's not yeah that's not thrilling for me so one, one more thing say, sorry go ahead i was just gonna say on that or before the tiebreaker frank isola was talking about uh this a little bit and he was saying like you know what adam silver probably loved more than anything lebron caring and like the big players caring truly probably made this like bet come off better than it was because you know oh like, yeah Having having LeBron be that bought in, having these other superstars be bought in, like that's that elevates it itself. So I think yeah, he I, th- got th- lucky I think getting the too. players to buy. I think part of the reason why this did so well is that the players bought in. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's the main reason. And I mean, look, even the losing team, I'm pretty sure, like, didn't uh, the losing team still get like a lot of money? Two hundred, two hundred thousand, right? So like, yep. I mean, that's that's penny, you know, that for most of them, that's pennies. But for some of them, like the guys on the end of the bench, two way players, that's a lot of money. Two hundred uh, two hundred thousand dollars for a two way player. I'm pretty sure two way players don't. I mean, that's like half of their salary right there. I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, like, that's that's pretty cool for them. Um, and of course, for us mere mortals down here, just watching these these Olympians play um, that that would be a lot of money for us. That, that would set yes. us for life. That, that that being said, that being said, I will say this. I think that when it comes down to the in-season tournament, I think it's a good thing. I think he'll stay. I think everything that Adam Silver has – there are very few things to complain about when it comes to Adam Silver's uh, reign as commissioner. And this is just yet another example of why he's the best commissioner in, sport, in professional sports. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the only thing that you can complain about Adam Silver – if you wanted to complain at all, which 
this is nitpicking at this point, is how he d- handles discipline of players. I think sometimes he comes 100%. down a little bit too late. Because let's be 100%. clear. If let's go, let's go back to the Draymond thing this year. If, if that was at uh, David Stern, that's at least twenty games for David Stern. Yeah, and John Morant's a season. If that's yes, David John Stern. Morant's a season, absolutely. So, to be clear, I you know that's the only bad thing that you can say about uh, Adam Silva, but he pretty much everything else he touches is gold. And this was a good idea. The players have bought in. And that's the most important part. The players have bought in. Now, you're giving them yeah. a financial incentive, and who knows if they would still think of that financial, if they would still be as bought in as they are if it wasn't for that financial incentive. But you got to admit, this is pretty good. Yeah, it did well, man. Now, before we go to the Sixers game, I do want to ask you to, about the two teams that made the finals here. So let's let's start out with the, the runners-up here, the, the Pacers. After this, what was your perception of the Pacers before the in-season tournament, and what is it afterwards? All right, maybe this is going to be a surprise. I, I didn't see anything too much different because I've been paying attention on League Pass all year long. Okay, people were saying that like if, like again on ESPN, they were like if you don't have a regional sports network or you don't live in Indiana, this is the introduction to Tyrese Halliburton. He's been playing like this. He got a max contract extension. Like he is an absolute beast. I've been seeing it like I, I, I haven't been on this kind of wavelength where I'm like, man, he could be all NBA. I think that's what people saw in this tournament. Yeah. But I mean, in overall, he's not just all team, NBA, to be clear, he's first team all NBA. First team all NBA. Yeah. And the way this team's been playing, though, I mean, they put up you and I have talked about it before. They put up I think they're averaging like 125 a game. They dominate mm-hmm. offense, not great on defense. Rick Carlisle is a phenomenal coach. People don't like I, I feel like people forget about that. So. I just think that uh, I, I didn't learn too much. It was just great to kind of allow them to get national attention. How about you? Well, if I'm looking at them from a contender, I thought they were a pretender before the in-season tournament because, you know, the defense, the defenses, and maybe it's maybe they still are pretenders, but they got me believing after the in-season tournament that they could upset one of the top three seeds in the East or top four seeds in the East. Sure. I think that you can make the argument that they're the fourth seed team in the East right now. I think that that's fair to say outside of Philly, Boston, and Milwaukee. Yeah. I think that's yeah. fair to say. So, I mean, look, could they be – Would you, do I feel like Philly would lose to them in the second round? No, but would I be nervous about an upset? Sure. I think that's fair to say. I think that they, they have upset potential written on them. They could also flame out in the first round. I think they needed to make a trade. And here's a name that I, I floated to some other people before, and I want your reaction to it. Pascal Siakam. Think about him and Tyrese Halliburton in a pick-and-roll game and what he would bring to them defensively, too. I don't hate it. I, yeah, I mean, you got to assume they're going to be buyers, right? they got to be buyers. They have all their picks. They have draft space, I mean, cap space. So, yeah, no, they have to be buyers. They they have to make a – I think if, the, if you're trying to keep ha- Tyrese Halliburton in Indiana, making you guys a true contender, you need to make a move. I don't think Zach Levine's the move. To be fair, I don't know if Zach Levine's the move for anybody, but I think Pascal Siakam or OG Ananobi would be great fits on that team. Maybe not both of them, but if you could get one of them, that would be pretty cool. And I think I think uh, 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 Pascal's the guy that would fit better because I think you want Obi Toppin coming off the bench. 
and, and they also need they also need a backup. They also need to surefire their backup center spot because I mean Jalen Smith, good. He's a good backup, but he was injured in this series, and th- that hurt them. So they they need a little bit more depth. I think they need a little bit more size. Um, Pascal Siakam would go a long way there. Yeah, I don't hate it. Um, well, what about the Lakers for you? What was your perception of them before this run and after the run? All right. I don't know if – did I say this on the podcast last you week? You might have, but I, I want to hear it again. Well, I was going to say, I don't know if I said it on the podcast, but I was talking to someone recently, and I said, this team's – oh, yeah, it was on the podcast. I said they're in fourth, and they don't feel great. Like, that's truly how I felt. Like, mm-hmm. this team was like, top four in the West, but they weren't, like, impressing anyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when I saw them play like this, this is like what people get to, though. Like on any given night, if AD plays like that, this is the they can be the best team in the NBA. Like that team last night can beat any team. Denver, Milwaukee, Boston, I don't care. Like if, if AD is playing like that. Seven, on any given night, but can, the, can they do it for four out of seven nights, though? That's, see, that's no. The- so that's where I still am not that confident, and that's because – I don't think AD does that every night. And that's where yeah. people's questions are. I, I will say they're better than I thought last week. Watching them play, like, again, LeBron plays well. Reeves provides some third-string support, and AD does that. AD plays mm-hmm. like Will or Shaq. Like, yeah, I mean, they're they're going to win. So I, I'm very impressed. What were your thoughts on Lakers? I, I think I'm in the same boat as you. They, they could beat anybody on any given night, and they would be a tough out in any playoff series. That being said, they need a third guy. They I mean, they need a – Another guy that can, can that could get them twenty on any given night. I don't think Zach Levine's the guy because you give up too much defensively if you go for him. But here here's a guy that I, I would keep an eye on: uh, OG Ananobi. He can average seventeen to twenty points per night. He can create it for himself or play off the ball. Really good defender. Really good defender. The question is, do the Lakers have enough to get him? I don't think so. Not without selling, uh, you know, Austin Reeves, which I don't think they do. So. Yeah. I, I think uh, in a perfect world, I think OG Ananobi would be the ideal guy there. But the thing is, I don't think Anthony Davis can be the guy because I think he was – he Anthony Davis was right. He should not be playing center full-time. He cannot handle it against the bigger guys. They bully him too much, whether it's Joel or – I mean, like he was a pretty much a non-factor in that Pelicans game against uh, Jonas Valanciunas. Um Jokic, yeah. he needs to have a he needs to have a Brook Lopez type center next to him, a guy that can stretch the floor and bang down with the guys down low. And until that happens, I don't think we're going to see the best out of AD consistently. No. So, because you need he he can't shoot anymore, so you need to have a stretch five next to him. So until that until the shooting touch comes, if the shooting touch ever comes back, I don't think it will. Um, they're kind of at where they're at unless they make a move. Maybe they can. I don't Which know. They exactly. will. They will. They always. I, are gonna well, make the move. question is, who do they go for? What's a big? What's a center that they could go for that fits that mold that's available? Not very many. There's there's really not very many that fit that mold that are available um, that they could get. Because usually they. Yeah, but even if it's not that, like they're gonna, like they'll trade for something, even if it's not something you might think they need, just because that's how yeah. LeBron. Yeah. I mean, Does. they're going to make a move. The question is, what type of move? They're most likely D'Lo is not going to be on that team after the trade deadline. But, um, you know, I don't, I don't know what the move is. I don't, like I said, maybe, maybe they go 
actually, you know what? That that would be the move. They could do that move. So hear what? me out. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. They trade for Vucevic. Oh, uh, hey. No, no, no. Just hear me out. Hear me out. Just hear me out, okay? Because Vucevic, stretch big. Is he a great defender? No, but can he body up these other guys? Absolutely. Like I said, he stretches the floor. Him and D'Lo, I think D'Lo makes 18 and Vuce makes 20. You just have to throw in a minimum salary to make that work. I like it. I like it. And then you just get a point guard back. You could get any point guard back you want, maybe like Javon Carter or something like a cheap, and he's a 3 and D guy. Then you can start Austin Reeves again. Uh, you probably can't get Alex Caruso back, but you can get Vooch, and you probably wouldn't have to give up a first-round pick. Maybe a you second. I hope not. If you did, yeah. don't do it. Yeah, but like, no. In all seriousness, like, Chicago, like, tell me, would that work, in your opinion? Like, Vooch isn't the best defensively, but he can, interior-wise, he can hold hold up, and offensively, he can stretch the floor. Does him and AD make sense? I don't know. I, I mean, you got to see if they have enough time to, to mesh, because, yeah, they both can play similar. Vooch does stretch the floor. He has the ability to bang down low, but I don't know that he still does it anymore. I haven't watched too many Chicago Bulls games. I think they could get it together, though. 
I think that I think that would work. Okay, now we get to go to the actual Sixers part of our podcast. And for our Sixers fans, we're so sorry, but we got caught up with the in-season tournament. And Jonathan, how about we talk about this game? Yeah, so, I mean, we got one game to talk about in general that this whole week has been pretty light on the NBA schedule because there was uncertain who was going to be playing who. But the game we have not talked about is the Hawks versus Sixers. So the Sixers won 125 to 114 in the most recent game. Everyone was playing. So what were your thoughts on this one, Lucas? Give me the good. The good? I mean, yeah. the dynamic duo of Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey. I, I mean, look, the guys are special. 38-14, four blocks. Tyrese with 30-7, and seven, no turnovers. I mean, they're pretty dominant. And the thing is, it took both of them to – now, this is this is not so much a knock on the Sixers as it is, I think, a knock on Trey Young. Because without Trey Young, the, the Hawks were able to push us pretty far. And I'll say this once, and I'll probably keep on saying it. I think Trey Young is an empty calories player. I think that yeah. was oh, a yeah. miraculous young run that they had against us a few years ago, that they got to the Eastern Conference Finals. But I don't think Trey Young, last couple of years, he's been putting up numbers, but they're not efficient. And they, I mean, look, they, I mean, they had three guys over 20 points without Trey Young. So I'm just saying. Yeah. So, I mean, you hit it all, like the nail on the head with the good, right? Joel Embiid and Maxi. I was going to ask you, I don't know this off the top of my head, but like, like one, two scoring punch, like they have to be top of the league in, I mean, he's putting up 68. I, I wonder what they're averaging on the year together. Cause it's gotta be up near that. Okay. You're going to make me look up some numbers. I'll do you. You talk. I'll do, All right. I'll do the yeah, numbers. So you, they played great. Melton, I think should get a shout out because he always plays, usually plays great defensively, but when you get some offensive output, 15 points, six boards, five assists, I just, he's playing really well. And I think all in all, I hope he's coming into his form feeling good as like a fourth option on offense. I think he is. I, he looks better. He looks better. Yeah. So I really liked how Mount was playing. Uh, yeah. The the points came. The Hawks aren't great. We kind of all both. Everyone knows that. So I thought that was pretty good. You know, I you mean, forgot you to want, mention your guy. I was going to take a second on him, but yeah, why not? I, he didn't shoot great. Four, nine, one of four from three. But he had 11 points, 24 minutes. I still think he's got to take a little bit. You're not going to come off the street, like, sitting for a month. And not just sitting, recovering from an actual injury and get back into it. So You said by the time off he's, the street and he got hit by a car, Jonathan. Oh, my gosh. That, was, was, not, just, that was not mad. Cut it. Cut it. <laughs> we'll keep it in. But, yeah, look, he, he needs a minute to start meshing. And I think we're just going to look better. I, I, right now, we're sitting around that third spot. Not maybe not ranking, but I think we're the third best team right now. I think we can be better. Who knows? We'll make some changes around the uh, trade deadline, but good game for sure. Do you have those numbers? Or you want to go to the bad? Uh, give me one second. I think I found it. All not- good. We'll look it up another time. But I think they are. I think they're top of the league, putting up. I mean, they got sixty-eight points, and they do this every week. I feel like every time we look at the box score, they each have thirty. So, what do you think the bad was? The bad was Tobias Harris yet again. Uh, Look, I mean, he was really? efficient. Really? I mean, he, he had, what, 13 points, 5 of 9, 0. I mean, look, Tobias is just not – I mean, he's supposed to be the third option, and he's not acting – he hasn't been acting like it. I mean, 
I get you could say Pat Bev, but we don't really expect him to shoot that well. So I don't I don't know what you what do you want me to say? I don't know. I it's well I was gonna say I didn't think he played that bad, but that kind of speaks to the point that I don't think there was much bad. I mean, we shot 36% from three, not great, but like 10 turnovers is not too bad for our team. I just think that we get in these running matches. I, I said it repeatedly in back-to-back games with the Pacers, just letting bad teams put up 110, 115. I don't think that's great. I know Embiid has said it. I've, I've mentioned before, he kind of just says like, we're still playing defense. This is kind of the game that we're playing, but I don't think they need to play other people's games. And I think they need to show more defensive effort all in all, but in this game specifically, not a lot of bad. No, Who you got for not, player of the game? I mean, I'll go with Joel, but I mean, there's not. I mean, him or Maxi, there neither one is a wrong answer. But I mean, Joel's our top tier MVP candidate, right? So why not go with him? It's Joel, yeah. Like 14 boards, he's doing work. He didn't have as many assists this game, but he's still he's putting up those those rebounding numbers. But sometimes when he leaks away from the like on the three-point line or, or if he's stretching out on defense, sometimes he doesn't get that much. I, I like seeing that. And, again, aggressive aggressive getting to the line, 15 shots. I mean, we know we've seen him do more, but that's that's impressive. Yeah, for sure. It is All harder right. to find these numbers than you would expect, my friend. It, it is a lot harder. That's all right. Um, all right, so we get to the last one around the NBA. What do you uh, What do you want to talk about tonight? Ooh, that's a that's a tough one, Jonathan. Though that was supposed to be my topic to introduce. Uh, give oh, me right, a minute. You want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. You go first. All right. I mean, we did touch on a little with the in-season tournament, but I I just thought it was worth repeating one more time that like I said at the beginning of the season, like begin yeah before the season started, that I thought AD had top three potential play, and I know that kind of sounded crazy because you're like, oh, you have Giannis and Bead and Jokic, like. He can't be top three. I seriously think his top end talent is top three in the league. So seeing him put up that domination and, and hearing LeBron say in the postgame press conference that they haven't seen a Laker dominate like that since Shaq, shout out him. Um, other than that, though, man, the Minnesota Timberwolves still rolling. Nine and one in their last 10, six game win streak. They look so legit. They're 10 and one at home. I just think that they actually might run away and get this one seed because, dude, Denver's been struggling. They're on a three-game losing streak. Houston beat them, which we also should talk about because Houston beat – who did they beat back-to-back? Denver and someone else. Houston like pretty... is not a joke. Shout-out to Ime Udoka. Well, okay, so, quick sidebar on that. Ime Udoka and LeBron James, what, your, what were your thoughts with that? I thought it was funny. Look, I mean, Ime, Ime played against LeBron. Emay played against LeBron. I don't know if you remember that, but I remember that. Emay was one of the guys did that he was really. Emay played in like the early twenty. Uh, t- I mean, like the mid two thousands, dude. No way! I didn't dude, know he played against LeBron. Dude, dude, I'll pull it up right now. Let's see what years Emay Udoka played. Give Give me a minute because I gotta pull it up. Well, that's all right. Because yeah, because I'm gonna keep talking about it. I found it. They beat the Nuggets and the Thunder, dude. Back to back, home against the Thunder away against the Nuggets, like, those are two legit wins. So I think Houston's looking really good. Uh, and then the only other thing that I wanted to bring up, I'm not going to take too much, is uh, these historic losing streaks are, we talk about them every week, but they're approaching Sixers territory. We have the record for longest losing streak, shout out us. 26-game mm-hmm. uh, losing streak. The Pistons are at 19, 
and the uh, Spurs are at 16. Um, their schedules don't look too great <laughs> coming up. So, man, I hope they I hope they take this record away from the Sixers because I don't want that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'll say this. Uh, so, yeah, the Sixers losing streak. Wait, wait a second. I'm confused. It was 26. They had 26 straight. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. I got – okay, yeah. So and wait, before uh, before that, guess who – so this is the Pistons' next five. Okay. Indiana, Philly, Philly, Milwaukee, Atlanta. Like, there that could be 24 right there. Yeah, it could be. Could be. So, yeah, Ime Udoka played in the NBA from 2002 to 2011. He played against okay. LeBron, dude. Okay, I knew he was young. I didn't know he played in the league that long. He is 46 years old. Dang. Yeah. So, wow. actually, he's older. Shout out, shout out Ime Adoka and the Houston Rockets. They're 10-9, and nine, but two big wins, and they look like they're – I mean, they're going to be a playing team. They're going to maybe cause someone to – maybe they'll sneak in with a playing win. I mean, we'll have to wait and see. But okay, I'm I'm ready to talk because there's yeah, a few it's your turn. Let me know. So you know how I told you Memphis was going to be terrible at the beginning of the yes, year. Okay. Okay, they're six and fifteen now. The good news is for them that they only have four more games before John Morant's allowed to come back. So their first game back is actually is going to be televised on TNT. It's against New Orleans. Their first five games after Jaw gets back, I actually do the first six games. The first six. Game actually, yeah, I'll do the first six. First six games after Jaw gets back is so it's New Orleans, Pacers, Hawks, New Orleans again, Denver, and the Clippers. Which, by the way, Clippers have actually started to look good. Finally, yes, took, took long enough, but yeah, no, they're uh, they're in big trouble. They're in big trouble. So even if he comes back, that would still be a tough gauntlet because they're still missing their starting and backup centers. And what uh, kind of shape do you think he's going to be in? That is a good question. I don't think he's going to come in in James Harden fat suit, but I think he's going to be a little out of condition a little bit. I think he's going to need a game or two to get his legs under him. Do you know if he's been allowed at the – Yes, he has like, been allowed work? at the team facility. Okay. All right, so he's been working out. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's 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 one thing. But, I, you know, still, even you're working out. The other thing that I want to talk about is DeAndre Aiden. Now, I had been a long believe a long-time believer in DeAndre Aiden. You know, I uh, you know, I like centers. He's a traditional. He can, you know, back the backs get center. That being said, he is so much underperforming this season. Essentially 13 points, 10 uh, 11 rebounds and less than a block per game. This is the team that he was supposed to be getting big points on like Last year with the Suns, he was averaging 18 points a game as the fourth option or the fifth option, depending on the game, right? So tell me how he's averaging less on a terrible team. Unless either that or we oh, greatly overestimated his ability to score on his own. So, yeah, that's that's a that was a shocker. I thought he was going to be like a 20 and 10 type of guy, or, you know, 22 and 10 type of guy on the the on the. Uh, Blazers, which I mean, that might be a result of the, who the head coach is, because I think it's fair to say that Billups has never really played with when he was a player. He never really played with a dominant big man, and I think that's uh, showing here in this case uh, the lack that he yeah. really doesn't really play through him at all. So there's that. Yeah. 
And uh, just another shout out to the Orlando Magic. I mean, I'm pretty cool. sure they have to start Cole Anthony now because I think uh, Bl- Anthony Black got hurt. Uh, let's see here. Did he? Did he start there, dude? Doesn't matter, man. Because yeah, they are rolling still, and it's this is not a fluke. We're two months this into is, the season. Yeah, I mean, look. Yeah. Oh, another guy for the Lakers. By the way, just a thought. It, it, going back to the Lakers, you know who could play next to AD that would fit? Yeah, Isaiah Stewart. Yeah, well, you know he doesn't want like, him. And I LeBron think he would get over. I think he'd get over it. <laughs> get over. It. Um. Okay, so Anthony Black didn't play, but uh, Jalen Sucks was hurt, so they had to go to Gary Harris. By the way, Gary Harris should be getting NBA minutes on most teams. Just gonna say that, but. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's a if you have to rely on uh, what is his name, uh, Caleb Houston for twenty five minutes, yet you're still winning games, like you're doing something right. Like Orlando, yeah. shout out to Orlando, like they're they're finding shout ways out to, to win. Jamal Mosley. Yeah, you know, I remember him and um, oh gosh, the Wes Unsell Jr. got hired at the same time. And I thought, okay, Wes Unsell has a better chance of succeeding. Wrong. Wes Unsell is probably going to get fired after this season. That's and, unfortunate, too, because that it, team sucks. I mean, like, what is he supposed to do with – he's never yeah. had a great roster, so it's not even yeah. really his fault. But, like – and, like, his dad's a legacy player there, but, like, it's just not going to work out. They need to reset the culture there. So Is his dad an MVP? Wes Unsell? Uh, let's find out. Yeah, I mean – I do feel bad though, because yeah, he is. Uh, he's got a legacy there, and that is kind of tough to see. I, I it kind of in a different way, but like, remember Stephen Silas's first team with the Rockets? They just like, kept losing, and they weren't buying in. I, I felt kind of bad. I thought he got a raw deal too. Yep, he was the 68-69 MVP. I knew that. Lock it in. Tell Uriah. Uh, you you do you want a cookie? Because I no, feel I mean like... Uriah's the historian. I'm just saying. I got yeah, that no, right. I mean that's a good. But if you actually look at his, like, he got the MVP his rookie year. He averaged 13.8 points and 18 rebounds per game. And honestly, looking at his stats, he was not efficient. Like, he was a great rebounder. His career average. Yeah, 18 is insane. Yeah, his career average is uh, 14 rebounds uh, per game for his career. But, like, in terms of, like, Wait a second. That was the year. That was the first year without. Hang on. Was Bill Russell still in the league at that point? I feel like we talked more about other teams than the Sixers in this podcast, and I feel slightly. It's tough, though. I mean, they only we only had one real game to talk about, and yeah, there wasn't really true. much going on. Um, let's see. The NBA. Wow. The 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 logo looked so different back then. It was a basket. That was before. That wow. They were the bullets. No, no, no. I know that. I'm talking about the league in general. Oh, yeah, because Jerry West was still in the league. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he retired in, what, 82, I want to say? Yeah. This was Bill Russell's last season in the NBA. And, uh, you know, uh, when Sunsfeld got the MVP, that's surprising. What did Russell average that year? Okay, he averaged... He averaged nine, 9.9 points, and check this out. This guy, last season of his career, 34 years old. How many rebounds do you think he averaged? 16. 19. Damn, that's how old was he? 
He was 34. He, um, he uh, averaged a shade under five assists a game, too. And I'm pretty sure if they recorded blocks back then, he'd be averaging at least five. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, the guy. So this guy's insane. He led the league five times of rebounding, all but one to three seasons of his uh, 13-year career did he average over, did not average over 21 rebounds per game. That's wild. 21, like his season career high in a season was 24.7. Yeah. Ugh. I'm sorry. I I I I know that we're not supposed to like the Celtics, and I don't. But I no, I don't. have to ad- admire Bill Russell not only as a player but as a human being for sure. Anybody that's yeah. listened to the podcast knows that how I feel about them well enough. Uh, that being Absolutely. said, the Sixers do play the Wizards tomorrow night. That should be a that, they better win by more than affair. six this time. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just. I, Tyrese did not really show up for that that game, did he? It didn't feel like he did. Like Joel definitely carried yeah. the game. Um, yeah. Well, hopefully we get that dub. And yeah, I think it's about time to wrap it up because you know he, what's about to happen. Right yeah, now. I was about to say. I know why you're wrapping it up. He wants to watch the Eagles lose to the Cowboys. Go Birds. Go Go Birds. <laughs> my friend, yeah. my friend Wesley, uh, love him to death. He's he's a Eagles fan, and uh, he he was born in Buffalo, New York, so he has the New York accent. So whenever he says it, he says "Go Birds." Oh, he must. And, uh, he sounds like a cool guy. So he's an all. Yeah. He's a, he's a good guy. Well, right. we will be getting back to some more Sixers content next week. Obviously, there will be a lot more action. So we appreciate you guys sticking with us. We hope you enjoyed the in-season tournament. Leave some comments if you liked it, if you liked the the conversation we had, and continue to read our work at the Sixer Sense. You can listen to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, anywhere you listen to your podcasts. And until next time, go Sixers and go Birds. MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... 
Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.